You're listening to the Just Means Less ACC podcast with your hosts, Micah. Nick, uh, his boner, I think, has finally disappeared from having Big Game Boomer off the show. Or on oh the show. Oh, my God. Is this really how we're going to start this? No, no. <laughs> I, I kid. I kid. But... No, it's just us tonight, but I think what we're doing tonight, Nick, is a more fun and different approach to previewing the season than... By the way, it hasn't gone away, so... Oh, gosh. (laughs) Uh, Who needs Viagra when you got Big Game Boomer? (laughs) Right. But, no, um, I think what we're going to do today to kind of preview the season, similar to what we did with Big Game Boomer... In the sense of, we're not going to spend too much time. We don't need to go up and down depth charts. Like, there are so many podcasts that do a great job of covering that. And let's just be honest, they spend more time, they have more time to <laughs> read every camp note and spend hours on end giving you everything. We give you what you need to know in a fun way before going into too much detail and putting you to sleep but before we get into that nick how are we doing this monday evening uh i'm doing pretty well man um first off i do want to thank big game boomer for coming on taking the time with us that was an awesome episode we did so shout out to him uh that was a lot of fun uh it was cool to talk to someone else uh about the acc and i know he covers like all of college football and he has a pretty good idea and like he really knows his stuff you know he admittedly he knew more than i did and um yeah i I thought that was a lot of fun so shout out to him for taking the time to come on with us last week but uh i'm good um football season's right around the corner um i think i'll be working one of the wake soccer games this week so that should be fun um i think i'll be working the wake elon game so that should be fun i'll be boots on the ground there uh, so, Micah, if you're going, you'll see me doing my job. <laughs> um, let's see. Other than that, man, the deli's starting to get busier. Uh, kids are starting to move back in. A lot of parents are moving back in. We were really busy this weekend. Um, let's see. What else? I'm enjoying my gym, my new gym. It's a lot of fun. Um, other than that, you know, busy week ahead. Busy week ahead. But I'm ready to for college football, man, we are what? I think 10 days, no, 11 days away from week zero. So that should be a lot of fun. No, I'm sorry. Week zero is this week, right? Yeah. Week I'm a hundred, I'm 120 hours away, Nick, from walking out of my first FBS game. That's right. That's right. I have my weeks mixed up. So we're four days or five days, five days away from week zero. So can't wait for that. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but I'm ready to preview, talk a little ACC football, what we're expecting, what we're going to see. Uh, I kind of like the layout of this episode. Not too detailed. I think we did enough of that last week with Big Game Boomer. But, yeah, this should be a fun one. That segment was brought to you by Why Not Get Your Degree from NC State. Because math right, is what, hard. What, what made me sound like a dumbass? Because I got my weeks mixed up. Yeah, it sounded like you went to UNC for a minute there, buddy. Well, I tried. <laughs> <coughs> but, 
Now, a uh, shout-out to uh, Nick's gym crush. He knows who I'm talking about for getting him into shape this college football season. Shout-out to you. You don't even know you're doing it, but shout-out to you. I, I don't even um, know who you're talking about. Well, she doesn't go to your gym, bud. Let's just say she's your motivation. Okay. You know who I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, now I do. You got yeah. me confused, but yes, now I do. Yeah, I'm just saying, guys, I'm playing matchmaker in the next couple months, so... Um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm good. We had our meet the team event at ETSU this weekend. So football's in the air. I got to pack my bags tomorrow or Wednesday for Jacksonville state this weekend for a little week zero football. So, um, my job is so invested in basketball right now. It's hard to actually get excited for football. Like, I mean, I knew that college football started this weekend, Nick, but this is by far the most, or sorry, least excited from a standpoint of like it's all I can think about probably ever for college football for me because like I haven't had a chance to stop like like we're planning our schedule release for women's basketball so I've had to be writing scripts for that and just oh my gosh man it's just been busy like yeah I I don't even know if we have a football team at ETSU right now but (laughs) um no I mean we're good but I mean I'm not so, Nick, I need your opinion on something. Okay. My girlfriend thinks I'm being an asshole, and I need you to give me advice on whether I'm being an asshole. All right, all right. So, again, she's a big Tennessee fan, right? Right. I'm a big Virginia fan. Right. Who's our week one matchup? Tennessee. Right. We've been playing this game for years, and obviously, I could not honestly think of a worse time for this game to be played since I've known her, because this is probably the... Like, minus maybe the second year that I was dating her when it was Bronco, or third year maybe, I don't know, when it was Bronco Mendenhall's first year, and Butch Jones had Tennessee, like, preseason ranked. Like, this is by far the most lopsided these, this game could be. Right. So, you know, I'm already not looking forward to it. I bought good seats. I, I bought the Virginia Priority sideline seats, you know. Didn't think I'd end up getting 50-yard line seats like I did behind the bench, like eight rows behind UVA's bench. But, like, probably tells you how little Virginia fans are probably going to this game. (laughs) But I told her that if she's going to sit with me, she has to wear Virginia stuff. I mean, we're in the Virginia section. We're going to lose by 50, so I might as well, like, you know, feel like I'm loved by my own girlfriend. Am I an asshole for saying that she has to wear Virginia stuff? Clearly, she's not going to end up doing it, but am I a jerk for suggesting it? If you're making her do it, if you're, like, doing, like, an ultimatum thing, like, you have to wear Virginia stuff or I won't go, then you're being an asshole. Well, I told her her that she can't get in the car wearing Tennessee stuff, so. Ooh, ooh. Okay, so I kind of had a... But, hold on. Here's here's the pause, though. Here's the pause, though. I'm driving my car, my gas, my tickets, my hotel. And my fandom for Virginia outweighs her fandom for Tennessee. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, Again, she's clearly going to be allowed to attend wearing Tennessee stuff. However, she like, thinks it's crazy that I'm actually like not upset, but like constantly annoying her about it. And I'm like, well, like... Last year, when I went to Tennessee, Georgia, I, you know, different scenario, not my favorite team, but I could have easily rubbed Georgia for her. 
Well, or against her, I guess. Let, let me... I do have a story that does relate to yours. So, and maybe this Nick, could give Nick, you some... Nick, Nick, it can't relate. You've never had a girlfriend in your life. Let's be honest. Okay, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I dated a girl. Surprise. Wait, um, what? Yeah. Breaking news. Yeah, I, uh, yeah Nick, Nick, Nick has had a girlfriend before, believe it or not. Nick Actually, two. a girl, and he liked it. I've had two. So, anyway... Um, we were dating distance for a while. She, well, while I was in Raleigh, she was living up in uh, Washington, D.C. And at the time, she was a huge Redskins fan. She like her dad grew up in D.C. Um, she, she, her dad has season tickets. Mind you, they lived all the way out in California where she was growing up. So they would once in a while fly to D.C. to go watch a game. Um, and they've been in his family for a while, yada, yada, right? So the Niners, in the year they went to the Super Bowl in 2019 against the Chiefs, they were playing at Washington. So she is a die – like, she was a bigger Redskins fan than I was a 49ers fan. Like, my, my team through and through is the San Francisco Giants because I'm more of a baseball guy through and through. But I love the Niners. Like, the Niners will always be my team. I watch them every Sunday, yada, yada. But she, like, she would go nuts for them, for the uh, for Washington. She would go absolutely nuts. She would get more pissed off at them losing than I would get pissed off at the Niners losing. Like, she, got, <laughs> she was probably more pissed off at them losing to the Eagles than I was uh, probably – no, that's, that's a little bit much. Anyway, we sat in her spot. And her dad's tickets, and she let me wear my Niners gear. And she hated it, but she never said anything. She let me do it. So I think you have to let your girlfriend wear her Tennessee stuff. Now, if you're joking around with her, like you have to wear Virginia stuff because uh, yada, 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 um, then sure, fine. I don't think you're being an asshole for that. But if you actually make her wear Virginia stuff, then yeah. But you were. You were at a home team game, though. This is a neutral site game where this is Virginia's area. Were you six rows behind the uh, Niners bench or Redskins bench? I was. I was on the away side. So I exactly. Was, so I was well, surrounded you, with a lot of Niners fans. Yeah. So not a problem. But there was the Redskins home stadium. Dude, the Redskins don't play home games. Come on. Okay, yeah, true. That's yeah, true, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're really, you're really disproving my point because yeah, that there were a lot of Niners fans at that game. Um, but I don't know. I mean, she, she. I will admit, she was a bigger Skins fan than I was a Niners fan, and she still let me wear my Niners stuff on her dad's season tickets. Um, hey, Nick, how'd that relationship go for you? Uh, we don't need to talk about that. Well, let's just say see, I ended see? that was the downfall of the race. See, that was the downfall of the race. She okay, was too we nice. Dated, we dated she was too nice. That's we what it was. We dated a year and a half after that game. Maybe a year. I think we dated a exactly. year after that game. She was too nice, you know. You realize, man, she was the one. She would have not given up on her own rule. I'm just kidding. Well... <laughs> I think you should, yes, I think you should. I'm going to let her wear Tennessee stuff 
That way, if Virginia beats her by some miracle, or beats her, beats them by a miracle of God, I'll be, like, I It's even sweeter, right? She gave me permission to be the biggest asshole in the history of assholes if Virginia wins. So, I think it's a fair trade. Now, again, the odds of that happening are probably as high as me winning the lottery. But, yeah. No, but, anyways, time to get into some fun. So, Nick... Let's let the listeners know what we're doing. So weekly, we are going to do, so we'll pick our team, we'll pick a team each week. Though, you know, it's that underdog weekly fantasy thing that we've seen. Obviously, disclaimer, because I work in college athletics, this is not for any money. There is not any prizes. There is no sponsorship. This is purely us just having fun in a way of picking good players that have breakout weeks. Making that very clear. We'll be doing that weekly. Nick's got a scoring system that we'll release on social media. Um, I think we'll let you know, any of our followers that want to participate and create their teams follow along. I think that would be cool. Um, we won't really keep too much tab of it, but we'll let them obviously you know, participate if they'd like or tell us how we're idiots. But today, to really show our true colors of how we feel about teams going into the 2023 season, we are going to do a team draft. We'll each get five teams. That means there'll be four teams left out. We will be picking them based off their opportunities of obviously a winning season. So, with that being said, the scoring system, I think, is pretty easy. You're going to get a point for every win. Seems pretty fair. You're going to get excuse me, one point for every time you cover the spread. Excuse me. Right, right. In a way, like, if your team, you know, for example, there might be some luxury in picking a, a, a maybe a Six and sixteen, a little bit higher, because maybe let's see. A perfect example could be Virginia Tech, right? I think they're going to be terrible, but I think Vegas thinks they're not going to be very good either. Or Virginia is a good example too. So if you think, hey, like they're going to be a thirty-four point dog, I don't even know what the spread is for Virginia Tennessee. I'm actually going to look that up because I kind of want to pain myself today. But let's just say it's thirty-four, right? If Virginia covers, that's a point. I don't think it's enough to move the needle, but it's something to keep, you know, again, value picking that team up. Let's see, Virginia-Tennessee spread. Uh, Come on, Action Network, give me some. Only 28-point dogs. All right, let's go. We're going to cover that spread by losing by 27. (laughs) But, um... No, so two points for a win. Obviously, it's an outright win. Three points for a top 25 win. It'd be four points. Again, it's a point bump for a top 10 win. And then we'll have season totals. So if your team gets ball eligible, that's five points. You get an additional point for seven wins, an additional point for eight wins, an additional point for nine from, obviously, the last portion. Ten wins gets you five additional points from the ball eligibility. So there's a lot of value in a 10-win team. If you make an appearance in Charlotte, that's an additional three. If you win in Charlotte, that's an additional five. A bowl wins an additional point. And the All-Americans you receive is two points per player. All-ACC is one per player. This also factors into players of the year, coaches of the year within the ACC. That is going to be two points per player. If you have an All-American, or excuse me, no, a national player, or National Coach of the Year, that is going to be five additional points per individual. And obviously, Nick added a good point. 
Not that I think it's going to happen, but Nate, what did we agree on? Was it eight points for a playoff appearance or was it ten? We said seven points for a playoff appearance. Yeah. Uh, 10 points for a title appearance, 20 points if they win it all. Yep, that's right. Uh, that sounds about right. So there's obviously some value in, you know, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't think an AC team's winning the national title. But there's some value in obviously picking your teams. So, yeah, um, pretty simple. Nick, um, I went first last draft we did. So if you'd like to go first and snake it, we can. But I'll let you pick. You you have the choice because you can choose to go second and third or first and fourth. And obviously snake from there. Okay, can I do have a question. Yes. Um hold on, let me see if I, I I'm trying to word this right. So we are picking five teams each. Now can we were are we pick okay, oh wait, okay, I see. So from those five teams we pick, we can assign them to whatever point category, um, the weekly thing. Huh? You get to gather up points as the weeks go on. Everybody gathers up points. Oh, you don't... okay. So we're adding it all together by the Correct. end of the season. The whole okay. point is okay. to get the five. Like, your goal is to have the five best teams at the end of the year. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, I, I get where this is going. I got you. Okay, I didn't know if we, like, reset every week on, like, okay, I want this team to cover the spread. I want this team with the outright win. Nick, I'm down if you want, based off your teams, if we want to do a bonus thing for three points. And I said we make it a rule. How about we do this, Nick, because I'm down to do it. There's the rule. You cannot pick a game that has more than 20-point favorite. Like, unless you're picking, like, an upset, right? Like, if you're going the other way. But, like, you can't be like, oh, I want to bet. Like, we'll make it a three-point value every week. And you have to commit to something happening. But if it doesn't happen, it is minus five points. Ooh. So you have to be confident. You don't have to pick one. Like, you, you, can, you can opt out if you want to. I think that's kind of lame. But you can do it. Now, we're going to make it minus three if you want. If you think minus five is a little too harsh, I'm fine with that. But I like the idea of having, like, for example, not that I'm doing this, because, spoiler alert, I don't think I'm picking Virginia. But let's say I'm stupid enough to say Virginia takes down Tennessee. Or Virginia cover, well, no, I don't think covers is fair, because 28 points spreads too high. But, like, Virginia loses by 14 points or less, right, to Tennessee. That should count. That's fair, right? That's half the spread. Yeah. So, like, you can make a bold take about your team. No, I'm willing to make it, Nick, if we want to have fun. For example, Brian Armstrong throws for 400 yards against Virginia, or has 400 total yards against Virginia. Like, if you pick him that week. I'm fine with that. It doesn't have to necessarily be a full team-focused thing. I'm down for that. It just has to be your team-related. It has to be, obviously, like a positive thing. You can't be like, my team's going to lose by 50. <laughs> but oh. if you're down, I'm down. And we're going to make, let's make it minus three, because it, minus five is a, is a little too much. That way you have to pick a team. But again, like, there's a lot of, like, for example, like, sure. week one, I mean, Sure, yeah, I mean, like, let's do that. That way, every week, we have something to talk about. Like, maybe, yeah. like, a little preview, like, hey, watch out for this guy, because I have him doing this. 
you know? Yeah. Or, or yeah, again, or this team just in general, like, you know, right. and I, I really feel comfortable about Boston College beating Florida State, so we go with that, you know, or whatever. So, but. Yeah, I'm down for that. All right. Cool. So then it'll be an addition as well. We'll obviously have a little bit of a segment of each show where we talk about, you know, what has happened, so like what our scoreboard looks like and everything. But that being said, Nick, choice is yours. How do you want? Where do you want to pick? First or second? Uh, we're doing snake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go second. Fuck. <laughs> I was so confident in my top two that, like, I didn't think you were going to take my, my top choice. So, damn it. Damn it. All right. Well, we'll rip it off. I'm still going to stick with my top choice, even though I think it'll be more fun to take Florida State from you. I'll take Clemson. Uh, I, uh, I, I think that. What? Uh, no, nothing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Were you, were you going to take Clemson first? If I had picked the first spot, I was thinking Clemson. I don't know. I don't know. But go ahead. Continue. Well, I mean, I just think that what Garrett Riley, Garrett Riley, right? Yeah, I don't want to be Grant Riley. <laughs> Garrett Riley, what he's going to do, you know, with Kate Klubnick. I, like, Nick, I felt even more confident about this. I don't know if you saw the video. I don't know who put it, like, what Clemson Twitter account put it out. But Dabo was just, like, talking to his guys about, like, you know, how 30-old him regrets not working harder, like, accomplishing what you wanted to accomplish. And then he had the audacity to say that there hasn't been a, a full senior class that hasn't won a college football championship since 2013. So, a.k.a. 10 years. <laughs> yeah. So, that, like, I was like, all right, Clemson by a million. So, you know, I, I really like Clemson. And I think too many people are doubting them this year, too. Like, they're not same hype that they deserve and no one's going to give it to them until they beat Florida State and like their schedule's not all that ridiculous like yeah I know they have to go to South Carolina but I I mean I'm I know South Carolina beat Tennessee the week before beating Clemson but I still genuinely believe that South Carolina caught Clemson because nobody thought that South Carolina was going to do it again like they didn't think they had it in them for back-to-back weeks and they did and again kudos South Carolina they're a hell of a football team but I really do think that Clemson, like, I don't have them going undefeated. But I think that, I think they're one of the, I, I, they are, in my opinion, the most likely to get 10 wins. Like, if you told me, gun to my head, pick a team to get 10 wins this year in the ACC, I'm saying Clemson. Because I can see, a, dude, I mean, I see a world where Florida State, at best, can be 10-2 and two at the end of the regular season by the end of September. Between LSU and Clemson. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm not putting it past Florida State to slip up against Wake and, and Winston-Salem or NC State. They, they have NC State this year, don't they? Or no? Uh, yeah. Whole, yeah. Or Florida State? Yeah. Florida with, the whole Atlantic, with, with the whole Atlantic coastal thing being done, I can't, I can't keep track of these schedules. I actually hate it. That's The worst yeah, part of my conference realignment is you have no, like, all right, who's your guaranteed team? Like, you only have three of them. Yeah. But still, I mean, Florida State, let me just double-check their schedule to make sure they're not tripping. But either, either way, like, I think there's a very good chance they lose – not a very good chance, but a much better chance that they lose three 
know, I mean, I, I know I joke about it, but like at Boston College for the red bandana game, I don't think it's a guaranteed win, especially the week before Clemson. You know, again, they go to Pitt. That could be a tricky one. Going to Gainesville, depending on how Florida is, could be a very tricky game, too, for the Knowles. So, yeah, I'm, I'm rocking with Clemson. I feel pretty good about them being the you know, ACC champion and everything like that this year. Gotcha. Good pick. I mean, duh, I, that's a good pick. Um, all right. So my set, my pick will be Florida State. And my third pick. Oh, my God. See, I'm no, I'm not going to say anything. Not going to say anything. Do it. My third pick is going to be NC State. Damn it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Um, Nick, I gave you my my top two picks last weekend when I was like, NC State's going 10 and 2. Brennan Armstrong's winning player of the year. Like, <laughs> I gave you, like, honestly, I almost took NC State, but I couldn't give you Clemson and Florida State. That would have just been like the stupidest thing of all time. <laughs> so I had to take one of the two, but I, I wanted Cle- I wanted NC State more than I wanted Clemson to be honest. But you know, it's it's a game of chess, and I was willing to bet that like you might not pick your team just because you know, because now NC State's not going to be good because you picked them to go so high. So I know, this is your fault. That that was part of the reason why I was toying with them in my head. <laughs> um, yeah, so Florida State for obvious reasons. Um, you know, they got all the hype. Uh, I think Jordan Travis has a chance to do something really special this year. Um, the schedule after, get like you said, you, I mean, you just explained it for me. After LSU Clemson, they get that over with. The schedule seems to lighten up a lot for them. So that's one reason why I picked them. Uh, they'll ha- they have opportunities for top 25 wins there, too. So that'll be great. And NC State, look, they could surprise anybody. I think they... Any Dave Doran coach team can be an eight, nine win team. So I think that's some solid points there. Uh, the offense should be a lot different this year. I think it should be more explosive. Uh, I think they're going to do a lot with Brennan as well. So that should be a lot of fun. But yeah, those are my two picks. Nick, also, I got to tell you, I was listening to, so Bronco Mendenhall has like a podcast. It's called, I think it's called the Coach Podcast or something like that. But Bronco Mendenhall has a podcast that he does, and he brings on all kinds of coaches. And he had Dave Doran on like a couple days ago. Dude, when I tell you that Dave Doran is like my favorite coach in the ACC now, like I'm obsessed with the dude. Like he just, he, he's got so I, I will, I will tell you though, Nick, like the way he talked to Bronco, because I mean, Listening to Broncos podcast, Nick, has done so much for my mental health because for the longest time, it wasn't my fault, but I blamed Virginia fans for Bronco leaving because we literally were thinking about firing him after going to like getting bowl eligible again for like the fourth year in a row, but because we lost to Virginia Tech and threw a bottle of linemen, we were over it. And I'm like, guys, um, do we forget where we came from? <laughs> But anyways, you could tell that Bronco was done, man. Like, the way Bronco talks about modern college football, like, Bronco's just straight up like, yeah, I have no desire to come back, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. 
I saw the writing on the wall, like, this shit sucks. Living like living my life with millions of dollars in my bank account on my ranch with my family, that's the life. Like, yeah. and I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to scare you, Nick, because I think it might be a good thing. I think there's a better chance, man, that Dave Doran stays at NC State for the rest of his career and just retires there. Because the way Dave Doran talked, man, you could tell he was just like, man, I like he was talking about with the NIL collective how like. They had him, like, literally being the face of it, like, calling people, like, hey, can you donate, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, I'm never doing that shit again. Yeah. <laughs> like, they got to figure it out, like, and, like, well, he wasn't being disrespectful to them. It was just, like, I want time with my family. You know, I want to, like, I want to win football games. I want to have fun. But, like, I still want to have culture. I still want to, like, have the meaningful, like, memories with my kids, let alone my, you know, the kids I and stuff. And it's, like, I mean, as long as NC State, which I don't think you guys are that crazy, as long as you guys don't start demanding, like, 12-win seasons every year or 10-win seasons every year, I think you might stay forever. Goodness gracious, there's a cicada right now, man. I'm sure you can probably hear it. It's loud as heck. These bugs, man, are brutal tonight. But, anyways, shout-out to Dave Doran, real one for that. Like, he wasn't, dude, he wasn't holding back. Like, he was, like, you know, he was talking about the good stuff, you know, how, like, you know, we got to see some of his kids, like some of the kids he recruited, you know, able to fly their family out to a game. Like, that's awesome stuff. But then he's like, I've also had to tell kids, like, pull them in my office to be like, hey, man, you don't need this NIL money, but why are you buying a million-dollar car? Like, save it. Invest it. Like, you know, all that good stuff. So it was really cool to hear that. But I'm jealous, man. Your team's already uh, got a nice lead. Because, Nick, I think after the, like, <laughs> in my opinion, the top three I thought were easy. After that, man, it's a muddled mess. So, unfortunately, Nick, I have to do it because I think their schedule's pretty easy. I think there's some luxury at having a potential Heisman-winning quarterback on your team because there's a lot of points there. There's, you know, the benefit of having a national champion-winning coach. And I have North Carolina going 9-3 and three this year, even though I think you're going to be overrated. Like, they're still overrated, in my opinion. I think 8-4, and 9-3 and three is very doable. And I think they have one of the bigger upsides for 10 wins in the ACC. So I have to go North Carolina at four. I, I don't trust that defense one bit, but yeah. their schedule is not that ridiculous. Like, obviously, they still got NC State and Duke. But, you know, at this point, man, I don't think there's a lot of 10-win teams in the ACC this year. So I think you poked up the – I think that's – I think NC – or North Carolina is the next best option – so, I hope I don't have to cheer against you, Nick, on the last week of the season just for points in fantasy. <laughs> I but hope not. Team five is tough because I have an eight and four team here that I probably should pick. And it disappeared on me. Yeah, you know what? Screw it. We're going to do it. Give me the Louisville Cardinals. It's crazy, but their schedule is so easy. I think the Jeff Brom effect is real. And I really think that this Louisville team was not that I mean, think about it. They were a 7-16 last year. It's a much more difficult schedule. And a coach that half the fan base wanted fired anyways. <laughs> and they didn't have to fire him. So, I, yeah, I know they're replacing Malik Cunningham and, you know, obviously some guys on the outside, but... I really like what they're going to do. Um, why am I drawing a blank on the quarterback's name now? 
Oh my goodness, it's gonna kill me. Nick, can you help me out here yeah, or no? I'm looking up right now. Sorry, because it's blanking on me too. I just list, I just like heard his name like a couple days ago. I forgot. Uh, it's just been one of those days for me. So, oh, Jack Plummer, duh. Duh. Yeah. Okay, Jack. Plummer, so he's yeah. coming over. He's coming over from Purdue. You know, obviously, he did a good job at Purdue. I really liked him a lot when he was there. Um, they have a pretty solid backup, in my opinion, too, with Brock Doman, who was the guy last year in the bowl game specifically. So I think Louisville's in good hands offensively. I think, again, Jeff Brom always gets the most out of his team. And that schedule, man, like, like Indiana, not that difficult of a game. You know, they, they, they avoid Clemson and Florida State, if I'm not mistaken. Like... You know, at the end of the day, we're, we're, we're picking hairs on, on stuff and give me the ability to have a schedule. Plus, Nick, we talked about, you know, potential coach of the year stuff. If Louisville goes 8-4 and four or 9-3, and three, there's a good chance that Jeff Brom's coach of the year in the ACC. So, you know, that helps a lot, too. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Louisville. I'm so happy you picked. Oh man, dude! I was playing chess in my head, and I was like, "I gotta take State now, because if I don't take him, he will get NC State." And I don't know if he. I I had a fifty-fifty split in my head if you were gonna take this team, uh, if I had taken NC State, which I did. So I'm going with the Pitt Panthers on my next pick. Um, oh, yeah, I, I'm very high on them. I think, like I said on our last podcast, I think Pitt is as good as my, is as good as the hype as Duke is getting. Like, I could see Pitt being as good as what people think Duke will be. Um, they have a very easy schedule to start off with. Uh, I, I see 3-0 and right off the bat with Wofford. Cincinnati and West Virginia. Um, they get North Carolina at home, which will be nice. It's going to be tricky against uh, at Virginia Tech on week five, but they get a bye. Um, I really, really like Pitt. Uh, there are some top 10 wins uh, available to them with Florida State if Notre Dame creeps their way in the top 10. Hell, if for some reason Carolina somehow gets in the top 10, but they're top 25 right now. Um, I'm really high on Pat Narduzzi. I think he's a sleeper for coach of the year. Um, yeah. And I could see them. I, the, I picked them to be like a dark horse, you know, if not Clemson or Florida state, who's that third team that could be in the ACC championship game. I think it could be Pitt. I mean, they're always well coached. They were in it two years ago. Uh, they won the whole thing two years ago. I really like them. They got a great quarterback from the transfer portal from Boston College, um, Phil Dracovic. I like Pitt a lot, so they are my uh, number three pick. Um, am I going again? You get to go again. Okay, so number four. Let's see, Carolina's off the board. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with. This one's tough. I'm stuck between two. And 
Ah, uh, Micah, Micah, Micah. Five, four, three, two. All right, I'm buying the one. hype. I'm going with the Duke Blue Devils. Fuck me. <laughs> this dra- I, I will say, Nick, I should have. We should have split this draft up a little bit more because it is a little unfair. Because you are getting a lot higher picks than I am. Like you got like, because like you know we had two top ones. If you know what I mean. So you've gotten more. You get more of the the hype teams, but that's okay. I, I'm still feeling pretty good. But that dude, I mean Duke. I I would have picked Duke before Pitt. I almost picked Duke before Carolina and before Louisville. I just I'm hesitant a little bit on their schedule or on, on their yeah. schedule. Excuse me. On them, like like could that have been not a shot in the dark, but like, are they really going to be a nine eight win team again this year? Hmm. But yeah, it's that. That's what was really giving me some head trouble. Was their schedule is really really hard. Now with a really hard schedule comes opportunity, right? So you start off with a top ten team. Then you have Notre Dame. Then you have another top 10 team in Florida State. If Carolina is still ranked um, by November 11th, there's a top 25 win. Um, They finish off with Pitt, so you never know if they could be ranked. NC State could be ranked come mid-October. You never know. Um, I would find it really hard to believe that Duke would not go bowling. Like, I think – they are a for sure bowling team. I think they could beat Lafayette and Northwestern and UConn. Uh, I think they got a shot against Wake. And obviously, I think they can beat Virginia and Pitt and Louisville. I think they're, they're, they're all coin tosses, maybe lean a little bit more Duke's way. So we'll see. I think they're a solid bull team. I think Mike Elko is a solid coach. He was the, co- the co- our, um, coach of the year last year. So you never know. Uh, Riley Leonard, sleeper quarterback, you never know. Could be an ACC player of the year. I doubt it, but we'll see. I like Duke a little bit here, so I'll go with the doubles. Yeah, because my, my thought process with Duke was I thought Duke was more attractive than Pitt because I don't think – like I like the odds of Narduzzi and Elko the same for winning coach of the year. I like the odds of them each going four and four in the, like, I think they're very like four and four, like, you know, they're going to be, you don't want to play them, but you're not guaranteed to lose them to them. Yeah. I don't think Riley Leonard, I think there's just too much quarterback play right now in the ACC. Yeah. You know, they, again, they play Clemson and Florida state. So that's for, no, they'll play Florida state. I'm looking at Pitt's schedule, but yeah, I was to play Clemson to open the year. So that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. All they do is they play both because if they play both, you know, they have Notre Dame at home. I have them going eight and four and four and oh and out of conference. I have them beating Notre Dame at home. That might be a bold take. So that's where I like there's a lot of risk. Again, there's a lot of top twenty five potential, so that helps. There's also a lot of potential though, like this team could easily like I mean, Clemson, Florida State, <laughs> NC State, like we talked about already, NC State, Notre Dame and Clemson are probably gonna be road games at home for them. Yeah. So based off how I view them, there's a chance that's zero and three right there. And then are they going to beat Carolina on the road? I mean, maybe, but maybe not. You know, Pitt at the end of the year, who knows what Pitt will be like? There's a, there is a very good chance the team is six and six, but I also like the upside would of eight say, and four. Would you say that Duke has the highest ceiling and lowest floor of the whole conference? Absolutely not. You're talking about the biggest gap. 
I don't think I don't see a world where Duke's ten and two. That's why I don't think their ceiling's that high. I I think Louisville's got the biggest ceiling and floor because, like, based off their yeah. schedule, man, they could be ten and two, eleven and one. But based off what Louisville's been in the past and a new coach and a lot of what ifs, dude, they could be four and eight. So I'm I yeah I don't think they have the biggest. I think they have. A, I think they have a very good chance of having a, a pretty big floor, but like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, they're probably going to be underdogs in four or five games currently. So we'll see. But I mean, again, I'm pretty mad, but that's okay because now I get to take Wake Forest. That yeah, so, yeah that's who so I the Dioli the Dioli's kid. Oh. Fun fact that I learned this weekend, Nick. Yeah. Our student equipment manager at ETSU, his cousin is Mitch Griffiths. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's it's pretty awesome. wild. So, you know, Mitch Griffiths for Heisman. <laughs> no, but really, though, like, I think the floor with Dave Clawson, like, you know, there's a lot of teams you're like, oh, like Miami, I'll see it when I believe it, you know, or believe it when I see it. I always mix that term up. But, you know what I mean? I'll believe it when I see it. Right. I'm the same way with Dave Clawson when it comes to, I'll believe they miss a bowl game when I see it. <laughs> I like, I really don't think this team's missing a bowl game. And I think if they get to it, like, if they're 6-6, six and six, man, they're going to get me an extra point for a bowl win. Because Wake Forest is guaranteed to win you a bowl game if it's not a, like, unless it's like, a, you know, again, a New Year's Six Bowl, then I'm not going to bet on it. But at that point, I'm content with, you know, 9-10 wins. <laughs> I really do believe that, like, dude, Wake's been preparing. Like, you know, Big Game Boomer made me mad last week, Nick, because he was so determined that Wake was not going to be good. And, I, again, like, listening to Dave Clawson, we were talking about, it, you know, last year, Nick, when Howard Artman was out, you know, the injury, that we felt that, you know, Mitch Griffiths would be, like, did we want him to be against Clemson? No. But were we comfortable with it? Sure. I mean, if they've seen Mitch Griffiths in live snaps, they've been like they've known for years that Sam Hartman, not years, but for a year, that Sam Hartman was not coming back. Now, did they know? Did they know that he was going to go play another year at Notre Dame? Probably not. But if you listen to Dave Clawson speak on a couple of different podcasts, he's been like, "Yeah, like we advise that he should go to Notre Dame." Like, nil money was there. He has a, a, a degree from Wake, which is what he wanted to do and what we wanted him to do for us. He can get his degree. I think they said, I think Dave said he can get his Notre Dame, his master's degree from Notre Dame in one year based off how many credit hours he had at Wake. So if that's the case, man, that's a pretty solid one-two punch of degrees if football doesn't work out for you. So, you know, they've been preparing for this. They're ready for this. Obviously, losing Donovan Green for, what was it, four weeks, Nick? Probably three, four weeks. Yeah, hopefully you know, that's he's back. That's tough, I but it's, it's almost like our guy Taylor Moran. Yeah, it's almost like our guy Taylor Moran's still going to be ready to go, and yeah, you know all the you know there's there's depth all around this team, and like that's the thing that people don't seem to grasp yet with Wake Forest is, dude, they redshirt these guys. They're like the only program in the country that still exists on redshirts. Like they they know their personnel, they develop them, they put them in the weight room, like. They don't have the magical pitching lab that Wake Forest has for baseball, but they do pretty pretty similar stuff. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. hey, we're gonna like we're going to milk every ounce of strength 
and talent out of you. Yeah, these are three-star kids, so like lining up with Georgia, I don't like their odds. But line them up with most ACC teams and the occasional, you know, five-star kids. I'll, I'll, I'll have my odds of a 9-10 win season. So I think the ceiling's pretty high with Wake. I think it's a very low floor. Like, you know, I, or I guess high floor. I don't know what the term would be. But I don't think they're going to – I really don't see anything worse than 5-7. and seven. <laughs> I think that's honestly worst-case scenario for Wake. Yeah. So looking at their – looking at their schedule, like, I can see them starting off right off the bat 4 and 0. Now, if they're 2 and 2 with this schedule, they're in deep trouble. Like they would be in deep deep trouble if they start off 2. Well, who would they be 2 and 2 against? They got what? Vandy? Vandy and like, Georgia uh, Tech. Dude, if they lose to Georgia Tech at home, then yeah, they're Yeah, that's a problem. That's why I'm saying 2 and 2, that's a problem. Like the Georgia Tech I, fans, I know I know Georgia Tech's feeling better about their team, but they sucked last year. They're not going to be. I, if that game was in Atlanta, Nick, I'd feel a little bit better. But it's family weekend at Wake. You know what happens at family weekend at Wake? Yeah. Sellout crowds, rowdy atmosphere. They're not losing that game. Yeah. And patience, if you're listening, go ahead. Old take exposed me if you win. You're not beating Wake Forest. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, Vandy, they're going to be a better team. I think they're, they'll go bowling this year. I think they got a solid squad, but I think Wake should handle them at home too. Um, you know, they're, like you said, they have a high ceiling this year. You know, they they could beat Virginia Tech on the road. They get pit at home. They, they can beat Duke at Wallace Wade. NC State struggles a lot in Winston-Salem, a lot. And yeah, they could go up to Syracuse and win. They've done it before. They can do it. Uh, they, you, there's a solid eight wins on this schedule if the coin flips their way. Like I could see that happen. So, uh, no, I like your pick. I think you got a good value out of Wake because there's a lot of a lot of potential in them that a lot of people don't really see this year because Hartman's gone and you know Donovan's hurt and we don't know what the defense is going to look like because we thought it would be better last year. It was arguably worse. Like they didn't have their first turnover in conference till the second to last game of the season last year. So the defense is a big question mark. But if everything flips the right way, Wake is a solid eight nine win team. Yeah. So I like your pick. I'm on my last team, and this is tough, Nick, because I'm torn between two one that i believe in and one that the safety net says you have to take can you guess who i'm talking about because i it doesn't matter i control my own destiny at this point you can't yeah if so, you take it you take it but so wait say it again the safety net pick and the one i have a safety net i have the pick that if you look at it from an outsider's view you'd be shocked they haven't been taken yet and you just assume they can't be much worse or there's a team that I'm genuinely high on, but a lot of people are not based off how last year went. Ooh. Okay. I think the team that you're high on is Boston College. I think the safety net pick is Syracuse. Hell no. Syracuse is a safety net? The safety net is Miami, my guy. Wow, I completely forgot about Miami. That's what I'm saying. Like, like Miami, like, the fact that they're here in the final round is nuts, right? Like, we're talking about one of the most talented rosters. 
like one of the most talented rosters we have, but because of how bad last year was, like they're kind of fall like I genuinely think, Nick, there's a legitimate world where Miami goes like like I'm picking them with my last pick and that might be my second highest scoring team. Like if all things go right, right? Like Josh Gaddis didn't work out last year. If Tyler Van Dyke works out for Miami, I mean they have one of the best rosters in the conference. They were dude, they were terrible last year and still went five and seven. So I'm not saying that the floor is is like impossible, but similar to Wake, like I don't think they're gonna be worse than last year's team at five and seven. You know, you get Texas A&M at home. So not saying that they win that game, but I would argue there's a lot more pressure on A&M to win that game than there is Miami. I agree, yeah. Like, obviously they're going to play Florida State, but, I mean, there's a legitimate world. I mean, I have them going 7-5 and five when I, like, look at, you know, what they're going to be long-term. But there's a world, like, Again, like I said, I think there's more upside. Like, Miami of Ohio at home, probably a win, right? I think they beat Texas A&M at home. I really do. But, soon, like, there's a chance, man, they, they enter the month of October 4-0, and and then they get to host Georgia Tech off of a bye. And, I mean, Miami off a of bye has not been great in years past, but those were old coaches. So, I mean, I think there's a legitimate world, man. They're entering 7-0. They get Clemson at home. They get Virginia at home. They get Louisville at home. Like, at Boston College is definitely, especially the last game of the year, is brutal. I mean, I don't think they're going to win at Florida State or NC State. But, again, like, we're talking about the last pick in the draft. Like, I just named a very, like, I just named six to seven wins pretty much right off the bat. Especially if I believe in one upset between, you know, Miami or Clemson, or excuse me, A&M or Clemson at home. So I like the upside. I'm sorry, Boston College. I love you. I don't think Nick's going to pick you anyway, so I'm not that worried about. You know, I'm sorry you go undrafted, BC, because I love you. But I think there's a lot more. Like there is a world where the, the sky falls on BC, even with their easy schedule, and they're missing a bowl game. Well, I really don't like. I know, like it's possible, but the pressure at Miami and just the talent they have, like. I don't see them missing a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Who's your final pick, Nick? Because we're going to have four angry fan bases. I know. I know. Now I'm toying between two, but I think I got mine locked. And I completely forgot about this. Like, I knew about it, but then I forgot, and then you just brought it up. So I'm going to go with this pick. I am going to take Boston College. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like the schedule a lot for them. They have like one of the, I think it's like a top 10 easiest schedule in Power Five. Um, I like them against NIU. I like them against Holy Cross. Uh, Like I said uh, on last podcast, we're kind of out of the era of Boston College always being at the bottom of the conference. I think we are out of that. I think they just suffered the injury bug like no other program has around power five or even the rest of the country. Um, I think we're over that. Um, I like them a lot. I, I think they will have a healthy O line. Um, I think I see 
you know, they, they could start off three and two going into Army. I mean, they could be really cross. I don't know if they'll beat Florida State or Louisville, but I could see them being Virginia at home. And then Army, you never know. Uh, Army is a wild card, but it, and it's at Army, so that could be tough. But, you know, Georgia Tech, I like. UConn, I like them winning that too. Syracuse at, on the road might be tough, but they get Virginia Tech at home. Uh, I don't think they'll be pit on the road, but, you know, then you finish off with Miami at home. So, and who knows? Like I said last week, Miami could be checked out by then if things go bad. And we've seen Miami check out before, and it's not pretty. Um, so I'll take BC. I think they got a lot of upside on this easy schedule. Nick, I have a fun twist that I want to add to the game, and I'm curious if you'd be interested in doing it. Okay. A minus 10 deduction, but after the month of September, you can swap out one team if you see fit. You don't have to. But, like, for example, if Boston College starts the season 2-2 two and two with how easy that slate is to start, right? Right. If you want to swap them out, or that's a, probably 1-3, and three, they'll probably lose to Florida State. But if they're 1-3, and three, right, you want to swap them out for Georgia Tech. I'll allow it, but you have to accept minus 10 points and... Like, obviously, you're not getting any points back. Like, you, you still get whatever bowl games or, you know, all-season totals, but you won't get, like, if Georgia Tech start the season four, no, you're not getting in top two, top 25 wins or something. No, you're not getting those points, if that makes sense. If you want to add, I think, I think it could be fun with how, like, middle, you know, how the ACC can be a little drunk. And minus 10 is a lot of points. I mean, that's, that's a lot literally, like... I mean, that's literally like you getting a player of the year. So it's, it's a move you'd have to really be willing to make, but I think it's fair to give you that option if you want it. Like, for example, for me, if Miami starts the season 2-2, two and two, I might want out. <laughs> and see, like, hey, Virginia Tech, you up. Hey, Virginia, probably not, but you up. <laughs> so you want to add it to the game? Yeah, let's add it. So you have until... After literally Friday. after week five. So literally when we record our recap podcast, that'll be either October 1st or I don't know how many days are in September. So October, it's either September. So the, 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 the podcast when we preview October 7th. No. That'll you're... be after five weeks, right? Because you, you wanted at the end of September. Well, yeah, but I'm saying when we, when we recap, because we always recap, remember? On that Sunday or Monday, right? That as soon as Week Five is over, you can make you can make a trade if you'd like for minus ten points. Okay. Because yeah, again, more it. than likely, because more than likely too, again, they make this very clear on like why this is an option. If you're trading a team, you're probably a trading a team that probably only has four or five points. You know, like for example, Miami is two and two. They're not top twenty-five wins. Only two points. Mm-hmm. So then I'm probably eight just to make this trade. <laughs> like, you know, so that's going to be brutal in the grand scheme of things. So there's some GMmanship and gamemanship and chest into that. So I thought that would be a fun little tidbit. But, Nick, I, I'm going to say it. I like your team better. I do. I think having, like, now, again, if I'm wrong on NC State, like, I mean, I probably have – the bigger upside, 
because, like, you have the hot ticket of Florida State, right? I know yeah. North Carolina, like, North Carolina has people that are obsessed with them and people that think they're overrated. Like, NC State's probably more of the sleeper team. But, like, you factor in, like, pure talent, right? I probably have three of the f- top five most talented teams, top four, in the ACC. Like, North Carolina still has dudes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Miami has dudes. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's some upside there, not to mention again, like, you know, I have probably the, the least likely to give you a stinker season in Wake Forest. So, I mean, I think I'm sitting pretty good. And then again, I got the flyer of Louisville, but I probably have the easiest conference or easiest schedule in college football on my, uh, on my team. But I really, I mean, from my prediction standpoint, I mean, again, how many times did I go, dang it, every time you picked what I didn't want you to pick? (laughs) (laughs) So from that standpoint, I like your squad better. Yeah, I mean, I like yours too. The problem with mine is mine mine comes with a lot of downside. There's potential to be bad. Like, would it surprise me if NC State somehow went 6-6? and No. Would it surprise me if somehow Duke didn't make it bowling with that hard of a schedule? No. Uh, could Florida State just flop on its head and not even get nine wins this season? No. So there's there's more risk in my teams. Like, they're, they're more likely to do bad than I think your teams will if I'm saying that right. Because you got Miami sense. at a really great value pick. Like, I completely forgot about Miami. Um UNC, I mean, I think they could be a solid 7-8, maybe 9-win team. I I don't see a world where they won't go bowling. Like, they should be able to go bowling. Um, and Clemson is Clemson. You know, Clemson will guarantee you at least 9 wins. So, yeah, there's a lot of upside with you. There could be a lot of downside with me. I think that's pretty – they're very – Who would have been – you know? If, if, you had, if you had a chance to pick a sixth team – of the remaining pool, who would you take? I'm curious who, like, your 11th team would have been total. So we got 16. Virginia Virginia, Virginia Tech, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Tech, Syracuse. And Syracuse. I probably would have gone – I think I would have gone Syracuse. Yeah, same. Like, I like Georgia Tech better as a team. But I don't I, – I think Dino Baber is not – I really don't think Dino Baber should be fired. Everyone that's like, oh, Syracuse deserves better. Dino Babers is doing a lot with a little, man. Yeah. Like, not easy to recruit at Syracuse and everything like that. So, there's that value. But I also think, like, again, looking at the comp, like, I think I, I don't know if they play each other or whatever, but, like, when I do those football prediction, prediction things, man, Georgia Tech's above them in the ACC scenes. They're both 3-5 and five in the ACC. But I have Georgia Tech at five and seven, and Syracuse at six and six. I think Syracuse's non-conference schedule is better, like like more winnable. I mean, right? Like having Ole Miss and you know Georgia this year, not great. So obviously, in the in the terms of getting extra points for a bowl win, you know, obviously points for going bowling, like you know, Syracuse has more value. So I agree. I guess if you had like, who would be your last pick? Like, if, if, like, you know, you know, like, I'm dodgeball, it's like, oh, you're stuck getting this team. Who would you not want to have as your last, like, as your, your last team in? 
just one more point on Syracuse. They have a stretch where they face top 25 teams three weeks in a row. So there's potential there. And, True. you know, they, they, they've they been on Clemson. They have been on them. So you never know. You never, ever know. And, like, Wake Forest at home, I mean, like, that's a very winnable game. Yeah. Like, that's not a place Wake Forest really likes going to at the end of the season. <laughs> right. Yeah, I would hate that if I were Wake. I would hate going up to New York on the last week of the season. Um, last pick, I hate to do it to you, Micah, but I think it would be Virginia. See, as much as I kind of agree with you, because I think Virginia has a legitimate chance of going 0-12, I don't know, man. Call me crazy. There's a lot more confidence from within the programs, it feels like, for this season coming out of Charlottesville and then there is from Blacksburg. And again, I really think that Virginia Tech's quarterback problem is a problem. Right. Now, if Musket gets hurt for Virginia, we're screwed. But I really like this Tony Musket kid dude from Monmouth is really freaking good. Like he's not going to be um shoot. What was it? What's the kid's name? The the edge rusher for Florida State that transferred from Albany. Why am I drawing a blank on his name all of a sudden? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, it's going to kill me now. What is his name? I'm looking for you right now. Oh, my goodness. I can literally picture him and everything. Anyways, like... Jared Verse? Jared Verse, thank you. He's not going to obviously be like an all-American like Jared Verse. But, like, I think he could be that guy that comes onto the scene. We're like, oh... How have we not heard of him? So I really think that Virginia has better quarterback play. And I mean, there's something to be said about what Virginia's had to go through this season, man. Like, the the amount of times I've heard we're playing for each other. We Like, there is legitimately a team team in this right now. I'm not saying that's not happening in Blacksburg, but like, you know, those miracle seasons you hear about, you know, after these tragedies and stuff. Like, yeah, I'm not saying Virginia's going to a bowl game or anything like that. But, you know, JMU first game back, that's a brutal game. But getting JMU at home and your first game back to the tragedy, I mean, it's hard to bet against Virginia in that one. Just be, just purely based off of, like, the, you know, the beauty that is college athletics, like, the, the energy there is going to be insane, dude. Like, it might be the first sellout in Scott Stadium in a long time. Yeah. And, you know, Virginia again with that. William & Mary is probably a winnable game. I mean, I would like to think it is. You know, BC on the road is not too ridiculous. Georgia Tech comes to town. That's not too out there of a win. I mean... I think Duke comes to town as well, if I'm not mistaken. I'm trying to remember, like, what tickets I have. I mean, I don't think, I, again, I think it goes the other way. But, like, Virginia against NC State on a Friday night, man, like, I ain't putting it past Virginia to, to, like, to potentially shock the world in that one. Because there are a lot of Virginia people, man, that are mad that guys left. Right. <laughs> that Brennan left, like. And there might be something for Tony Musket to prove that he's, I don't think he's better than Brennan, but, like, try to prove that he is. So, I, and I, I really do think that, like, 
all I keep hearing from Virginia Tech from, you know, from Coach Pry is future, future. Like, you ask me who do I have more confidence in in two, three years, it's Virginia Tech nine times out of ten. But this year, man, I don't like, I don't think Brent Pry is going to go all in for this team this year. Virginia Tech comes to Charlottesville to end the year. Like, we don't ever beat them, but this would be the time to do it. So, I mean, again, I'm not saying that you should pick Virginia Tech over Virginia, but, like, I just wanted to make the case that, like, when, when, when Virginia Tech, like, when you look at their schedule, like, Syracuse at home on Thursday night seems like a win. Purdue at home seems like a win. Old Dominion at home feels like a win. But then I kind of stop. Like, at Marshall, I think it's a loss. <laughs> we yeah. talked about, you know, we did with, with Big Game Boomer. Like, I don't like a lot of their games. I mean, they, they, they're hosting NC State, but I don't think NC State's going to – like, I, I think NC State's going to win that game. Like, they get a lot of teams at home that, like, you know, if I thought they were a little bit better, I'd be all in on them. But I really – I just don't trust the quarterback play, man. Like, maybe I'm wrong. Like – I mean, I will say Virginia Tech has that ability. Like, I will not be surprised come November, whatever it is, 25th, when Virginia is playing Virginia Tech, that I'm looking at a Virginia Tech team that's either a win away from bowl eligibility or a locked up bowl eligibility, while Virginia is sitting at one in eleven, one in ten, two and not, two and ten, like two and nine, you know, somewhere in that ballpark. It's gonna suck. But like, I think that there's less expectation for Virginia. And more like what college football is in its most beautiful form is nonsense. And it just makes more nonsense to have Virginia be the better team this year after everything that's happened. After like, I mean, again, I'm a Virginia fan. And if we lose, I am literally looking at that William and Mary game as our only potential win on the schedule. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll know in a couple weeks, like. And, like, Nick, I know this is crazy, but if I, I can't bet on college athletics. So, obviously, I would never do this. But if I did not work in college athletics, Nick, I would probably take $25 to the local sports book and put it on Virginia to beat Tennessee. You might say, wow, that's a waste of 25 bucks." Well, that would also win me over, I think it was $480. And with how much that game is going to mean and how little expectation there is for Virginia to win that game, I mean, again, call me a sucker for the, you know, the comeback stories, but, like, we, our starting running back literally got shot in the tragedy. <laughs> you cannot tell me that kid's not going to be running, like, his, literally his life depended on it because he's going to be so thankful to be out there. Right. So, and everybody that's at Virginia right now, man, wanted to be at Virginia. There is no questions on portal. There is no, like, everybody there knew or was a part of what happened. So they clearly want to be there. So we'll see. But, Nick, that's all I got. We'll tweet out our stuff um, probably tomorrow. If I had more time, I, I probably won't have time, unfortunately. But... That's all I've got, Nick. Anything else before we, we call it a day, before we reconvene next week to actually preview some games? Uh, 
No, man. I just I can't believe it's already here. Like, I just can't believe college football is already back. I'm still I mean, I'm not buzzing anymore from the World Series. But I mean, you know, I saw a lot of the baseball guys coming back this week from, you know, summer ball or internships, whatever they were doing. And it's like, wow, like it's all starting over entering you and me are entering year three doing this for college football in the ACC. So can't believe it's already here. Um, Thanks again to Big Game Boomer for coming on with us last week. Uh, We are planning on having a special guest uh, on the show within the next week and a half. So look out for that. That should be a lot of fun. Um, Won't spoil who it is. I I think we might have mentioned it last week, but that's okay. Uh, Well, all I know is all I know is Nick's got to get him on the book soon because if not, he won't be available. Yes, yes. I will send him a text. Uh, There will be a certain fan base that will love this guy a lot. So uh, he's a great dude. Uh, But don't worry, their alumni page will still hate us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think some people are already know who we're talking about and which (laughs) team we're talking about already. (laughs) Uh, No, but I'm excited to have him on. He's a great guy. Um, um, Yeah, he's awesome. So can't wait to have him on. Uh, Other than that, man, not much else. Uh, I'll get that scheduled and we'll convene for that. But other than that, college football is less than a week away. Absolutely. Well, as always, it means just a little bit less here in ACC country. And go ACC.